The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, fun guest today, Chris Haynes, who the last time you were on, I think you've only been on once before. We were reminiscing about this a a couple of weeks ago. Uh, This is when you're still covering the Cavs. You did the Cavs preview. You had to like escape to your garage or something because that was like the only quiet place in the house. And then I like screwed up the recording for the first 15 minutes re-recorded and so then like i owed you a dinner for like two years that i think i finally paid off on do you remember that yeah but i don't remember 15 minutes i remember it being somewhere in the, in the range of 30 to 35 <laughs> minutes of my time you wasted well and little did you know you'd be moving to the bay area and you'd have much more of your time wasted by me uh <laughs> just in normal conversation during the day but it's awesome to, to have you on uh, really glad that you made the move uh, to yahoo because you, you've been doing uh, some really interesting stuff there um what I, I want to start with, we've had some new news here uh, on Carmelo Anthony. He's now traded to the Bulls. Talk that uh, the Lakers might be interested in. I mean, do you see that happening? Do you think that's real that he uh, could end up there? Yeah, well, look, look, LeBron James is over there, and he's made it quite clear uh, he would like to play with Carmelo. And so, you know, if we're if we're going off of, off of the past, you know, LeBron typically has a, a strong voice, and teams usually operate in the manner of which is going to appease him. So I will say that I will say that he definitely has interest. I, I don't know necessarily that the Lakers brass is all that interested uh, in, in, you know, in bringing Carmelo Anthony on board. I just don't see from a fit standpoint, I just don't see how that works. I think Carmelo, if he has the right frame of mind, I think he serves a great value for a team because uh, he's still he's still a, a great offensive player. He's not that offensive player that he was in his prime. He's still a, he, he can be a great catch-and-shoot player. He can provide you great um, scoring, efficient scoring off the bench. I, we just don't know what his mindset is. If his mindset is that he needs to go out there and just fill up, fill up the stat sheet, that's that's not going to be him. And I think that's part of the reason that got on axed in Houston so so early. And I just think with the Lakers, aside from LeBron James and Tyson Chandler, that's a young group. Is Carmelo at the stage right now where he's willing to mentor? And it, does it really value the Lakers for him to be taking minutes away from the Kuzmas and Brandon Ingrams? I, I just don't see the fit basketball-wise. And I'm, I don't even necessarily know if it does make them a better team overall. So uh, I think, you know, it, it might get done, but I, I just don't I, I just don't see why why it would be a good fit. No, I, I don't see it either. I mean, I understand James' perspective to some degree because, I mean, when he's had some success bringing in kind of, we could call them distressed assets before, you know, J.R. Smith, where, hey, you know, if you, if you bring this guy in, you know, number one, I'm going to help him fit in personality-wise, and number two, I can help improve their game. But just where he is defensively, it seems difficult to me to imagine. And, you know, we say that he's been a very good spot-up shooter in his career, but then the last two years, you know, the ball hasn't really gone in for him in that respect either. So I agree with you. I, I don't see how he makes that much better, to be honest. Yeah, and look, I, I think there's other teams out there that if Carmelo is willing to modify his game, I think he, you know, he serves a purpose in Philadelphia as a team, Portland as a team. Um, trying to think, who, what, what else is out there? Uh, trying to think off the top of my head. Yeah, Portland has been interested yeah, in, uh, in the past. So yeah, they 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 were interested in him before he made. Let me see. This was before he went to OKC. And so, you know, but things have changed since then. You know, Carmelo defensively has just declined. He never was a great defensive player, but he's he's a shell of himself on that end. And, um, you know, just the lateral speed is not there. But like I said, he he serves a purpose. If, If he 
if he's willing to be a catch and shoot player, uh, willing to be a third option, third option at you know at the peak, but but maybe a four fifth option if he if he buys into that role, he, he would be a great fit. And I think, you know, look, we were all thinking that, you know, once he went to OKC, he's a third option there that, you know, maybe he'll buy into it. He, he, he didn't. It wasn't a fit. Then he goes to Houston and you think that's the ideal situation, a team that's looking for that one piece to get them over the hump, the Golden State hump that is. And, you know, he just didn't make it out. He didn't make it out there. So it, it's, it's very disappointing because you hate to see a, a career that Carmelo has had kind of end like this. So, Hopefully he can get his mind right and join a team that's going to suit his skill set right now. Yeah, I think Portland, he could be a fit on their second unit. You know, they're really a little short on creation. You know, they're relying on Evan Turner as, as the primary initiator there. You know, I think Carmelo could, his isolation scoring, it's not going to be incredibly efficient with that, but he could still create some shots that maybe they could use that. And it, you, you've seen this before. I mean, you talk to a, a lot of players, a lot of agents, a lot of executives. If you're, you mentioned that the Lakers brass may not be be of the belief that Carmelo helps that much but LeBron wants I mean how can a team try to manage that to say hey you know what like I, I know you play and you think you know who's good but like this is our jobs and you know maybe Carmelo is not the same guy that he was three years ago and he's not going to help us it, you have to you know with, with LeBron James you just have to pick and choose your battles like with a Carmelo Anthony like it's really minimal risk uh, I don't think he helps them greatly if he's at it I don't know necessarily think that they plummet with him and then you're not you're not talking about a max salary guy. You're talking about bringing him in under, under a minimum deal. So there's there's very little risk. Yeah. Um. So you know I, I think that may be a battle. They say you know if it gets boils down to it, okay, we'll cut a guaranteed contract to, to bring him in. It's not going to hurt us none. We'll be done with him in four months. So uh, I think we can go that play that game. And so that's that's just the way I I think it's going to have to go with LeBron because he's a very opinionated and strong willed person, and you know he wants to win. And even even though he knew this year was going to be kind of a punt year because they wanted to evaluate the talent, see what they had, and see if they had anybody who can uh, partner up with LeBron James long term. And but knowing LeBron, and I said it from the beginning, there was going to be times where he gets impatient and starts asking for players and and see what he did. You know, see what you know. We see what he's done. He's done thus far. Tyson Chandler, he wanted him. He wanted Trevor Ariza. Lakers, you know, went after him. And um, now it's Carmelo for right now, and um, so uh, that's that's just a game. That's 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 just part of the give and take uh, when you acquire LeBron. So I want to talk to you a little bit more just to, about the trade deadline. A, a lot of people are talking about the idea that number one with the trade deadline being early, number two with in the East just so many the bottom of the playoff picture being so bad that so many teams are in it and then you know in the west there are so many teams that are pretty good uh would you agree that there's really just a dearth of sellers right now there's just not that many sellers looking to move guys and that's going to make the trade market difficult yeah i don't see i don't see a flurry this year i i really don't i it's it's and I, you know, I, I can't put my pulse on why that is, but uh, you know, you pointed to to some. But look, they're, they're, this this year, when I talk about this year, I'm talking about the season and, and the summer. It's going to be predicated on a lot of big players on what what they're going to do, the decisions they're going to make, and that's that's when it's going to kind of sputter down to everybody else. They say, okay, once that is done, now we can see, okay, who's second tier, third tier guys. So, I, I, in many ways, the trade they, the trade deadline is going to be attached to that uh, uh attached to free agency in some regard you know a guy like ad you know he he has the nba kind of on hold where there's there's going to be some teams that that are looking at him but at the same time ad still has a couple years left on his deal he's going to have to make the first move and when i say make the first move i'm talking about request he will have to request to trade himself to kind of initiate this thing that hasn't happened, um, so you know it's it's. Uh, I don't expect to be really busy running time, but definitely we always get some surprises on at the deadline. So uh, for the AD sweepstakes, obviously Boston and LA are in there. Any kind of and Boston may have the advantage; they can't trade for him until the summer, of course, because they have Kyrie Correct. on on that. Uh, they traded for him as a designated player. You can't trade for two designated players that have them both on your roster. So they would have to get Kyrie a new contract first before they could acquire Davis, but. Uh, outside of boston and la are there any other teams because i haven't really heard anyone else talked about but that you see as, as maybe 
trying to get into that mix realistically could get in that mix? No, you know, no team's concrete. Obviously, there's some teams looking and lurking. You know, L.A. Clippers, they're they're being really aggressive out there, man. Like, they're... Uh, they're looking at Kawhi. They're looking at Kevin Durant. Obviously, they're monitoring Anthony Davis' situation. Uh, they're monitoring DeMarcus Cousins, um, seeing how he's going to progress um, through this Achilles injury uh, that he just came back from. And so, you know, there's not a lot of teams as of right now. That's because, you know, we're not getting a lot of names right now uh, because, like I said, the ball is in AD court. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of people talking about, well, the Lakers have to go after AD, AD now. This is the prime time to do so because Boston, like you, as you mentioned, they can't do anything until the summer. Well, the problem with that is unless AD tells New Orleans that he wants out right now, trade me, well, you know, you can't really get things going. And New Orleans is not going to trade AD. Uh, they're going to do everything they can to try to appease him, to you know, expect him to be very active at the deadline, to try to appease him to – to show him that they can put a, a product on the floor that's sustainable and 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 that's you know and, and they feel like AD would listen. Now the thing is, what's going on right now in New Orleans, man? It's <laughs> like they that's not that's not going to cut it. It's just not going to cut it. I, I love yeah. Drew Holiday, Miritich, uh Alfred Payton. You know he was injured for quite some time, but man, it's just not going to cut it. And so that's why. If you're ask, you know, if somebody would ask me who who should be the most desperate team at the at the deadline, shoot, uh, that's only one team, New yeah, Orleans. I, I mean, I, to me though, it's like they're just shifting the deck chairs around on the Titanic at this point because yeah. I mean, from AD's comments, and you know, you, you know him a little bit too. I mean, would you say like even you know if they lose in the second round or something, or even you know get swept in the conference finals, even I mean, even that does and doesn't seem like that's enough for just you know some of the aspirations that he has for his career. He wants championships, Nate. I talked to him about that. Um, he told me he wants to be defined by championships, not money. He said it. Money will not have any bearing on ultimately what decides his happiness. And that his happiness, you know, he wants to win. And so second round, he went to second round last year. He wasn't satisfied. It, it it just you know you look at that team man and and I'm I'm sorry for the for everybody that's in the conference but shoot Golden State is looking like a man if Demarcus if Demarcus get anywhere close to All Star form yeah. and if Golden State stays healthy I don't see I, I I see them running through the Western Conference field and what I mean running through I mean going undefeated in the Western Conference field it's that serious yeah. but when, as it pertains to AD he's not going to be satisfied like he he along with everybody else around the league is watching new orleans seeing what they can come up with because they have to make a move they cannot stand pat and go into this summer which is being one of the most crucial summers in the franchise's history going into that summer having maybe lost in the first round or having uh missed the playoffs altogether and then come to offer him that super max man yeah it- i, I it won't look good. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think this ship's already sailed. To, to be honest, to me, I mean, I, I, and he has, he has requested a trade, and and you know, he is a great player, and maybe you don't, you just don't trade a guy like that until he rejects the supermax or he or he asks for a trade. But I mean, if I were them, I would trade him now just because you can get more for him. You know, you can get more teams involved when he's got a year and a half left on the deal than when he's you know got one year left and he can choose his destination a, a little bit more yeah yeah and that, that's that's the right you may you may you got some insight there nate you trying to share what, what, what you know about AD, <laughs> I, I i don't know shit about him but it's, i mean you, you know you, you know how that is but uh I, I mean it's just i a lot of times it's just the logic of it basically like i mean you just you yeah. know that it, it's not going to be uh it, it's just not going to work for them i mean he's made these comments in the media and you know maybe he's too mild-mannered to specifically request a trade at this point in time uh but and you know new orleans has always been kind of playing for the present and you know i don't think del demps is gonna save his job for yet one more year by trading him away as of now you know mm-hmm. until he's got a gun to his head so um yeah it, that's gonna be really interesting so let's talk a little bit more about there's kind of some teams on the bubble here i mean again it, it comes down to being realistic about your franchise right same thing with new orleans and ad memphis is a really interesting one to me i mean do you think mm-hmm. that they could finally make a move with conley and gasol are they i mean they tried to make a little move bolstering the roster they've continued to lose now where's that franchise at well you know um well janowski you know reported that they're starting to listen um and i think it you know i think it's it's, it's probably 
I'm not saying too late, but you know, I think that's something that should have been done before. And maybe they were, maybe they were listening before entertaining offers, but that ship has sailed. I mean, you're not going at this point. Uh, you completely scrapped the whole, the rest of that era that was um, Grind City. It, it got them to a certain point, but that was the extent. And uh, and I think if you're looking at Jaron Jackson, who I think is a stud rookie, I think he's going to be a very promising player in this league. You know, you, it's time to go straight straight to the rebuild or just retooling and just give the young guys some play and try to get as much assets you can um, possible. Um, Mike Conley and Gasol, those are those are guys when you're talking about teams that's on the bubble, probably looking for that next boost. You know, those are guys that you will look at and, and see if – they can potentially get you over the hump. I, I'm not sure that's possible, um, but you know those those are definitely attractive pieces. And, and it's time. It's time for Memphis. I think the fan base will even you know say it's time to move on. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I've noticed just even after last year, a lot more empty seats in there at their games. It seems like I haven't looked at their attendance data, and you know that can always be kind of uh, messed with it at times too. Kind of like another interesting one to me is Orlando. Have you heard anything about them? You know what their mindset is. I mean, they're kind of on the fringes of the playoff race but not really and it seems like they're about to fall out of it and they'll win a couple games and kind of hang around uh but they've got these expiring contracts ross vucevic uh you know they've got another guy at vucevic's position mo bamba that they drafted what do you think of their situation right now well they're you know obviously they're they're in talks to um to acquire dennis smith jr so um the mavericks are trying to repair that relationship you know you had carl coach carlisle it was kind of coach carlisle is one of those players like he, he's really rough on his players yeah. he's really hard on his guys and, and and it definitely works when you're winning but the, you know dallas hasn't had a winning team in a while and so now you've got a lot of young guys who they they know your coaching pedigree they know your history but uh like when you still have that same stubbornness that same hard layer of coaching and dict- i'm not gonna say dictatorship but same level level of hard coaching and, and when the results are con- loss after loss it, it's kind of hard to especially get the young guys to continue to buy into that and i think he's having trouble with the young guys and that's what, what we what we're seeing in, in dennis smith and particularly on point guards you know he, yeah. he's always been known for being notoriously hard on point guards uh, so they're trying to mend that uh, mend that fence again, and but you know Orlando, you know there there haven't any, been any rumblings of them making any moves that will like because I don't think you know get Dennis Smith I, that's that's a great addition for them, but you know it's a great addition you know for the future. I don't think it's a great addition to say okay, well now we're in the second tier of the Eastern Conference. Yeah. I think that's just a great future uh, asset. You know he's around the same age. A lot of young guys, well he's younger than a lot of Gallup's guys over there, but. I just think that they're looking for the future. They're not in win now mode right now. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, but so, but you haven't heard anything about them moving on from some of the guys that they have to, to maybe ship them to contenders. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, like you said, they got those expiring deals. Who's you know, the, those guys are open. Orlando is open. You know that 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 market. You know, they, you can you can call Orlando. They'll talk. They'll engage. Uh, that that's going to be online, but the problem, you know, is there's not there's not a lot of takers as of right now, and it's still kind of early. It's going to ramp up though, but uh, you know, it, it, you have to look at the way a lot of teams are trying to play, especially when you look at the the top teams where they're playing small, they're playing fast. Vucevic, you know, is uh, you know great player, you know, oh, well, excuse me, excuse me, very good player. Yeah. Um, but doesn't really fill that need when you look at the way the top teams are playing right now. Yeah, but I agree. You, with you know, they're definitely open. I agree with you on him. I mean, he's he's a good player. He'll help you get to 35 wins, which is a, about where they're headed. But it, you know, it's tough, especially when and he's your best guy. It'd be interesting to see what it looks like when he's playing more of a, a secondary role. Uh, who do you see as like the big buyers r- right now? I mean, you mentioned New Orleans as a team that's desperately going to be trying to improve, or at least should. Anybody else who you feel like is really making calls, trying to get their team better in advance of the traded line? Yeah. Yeah, you got Philadelphia. You know they they obviously need another shooter, and you know Contavious Caldwell Pope in Los Angeles. He's he's been linked to them. They you know they've discussed him, looking into him. Same you know same as with the Houston Rockets. Well, um, let me ask you quick about about KCP. I mean, yeah, it's been talked about that he, okay. he could be moved. I mean, now he's back in the starting lineup again. I mean, he it seems like kind of the storyline took over of him being really bad at the start of the year and now he's he's actually playing pretty well recently i mean i it seems to me like the lakers 
kind of need him and then if they trade him i mean what are they going to get back that's going to help them i i don't i find it difficult to come up with a dealer even if he does you know he can block the trade even if he does approve the trade yeah because he has um quickman from right he, he can he can decline a right trade, yeah correct because of this the second year uh he, he would lose his early bird rights if he gets moved yeah correct Okay, correct. Yeah, and so now you, you hit the nail on the head right there where, like, even you go back to even last year, you know, KCP was getting ripped a lot. He hasn't been a fan favorite uh, of the Lakers um, fan base or even the Lakers organization. And I think a lot of people look at it, his contract and, you know, what he got and probably try to connect the dots and say, you know, they only gave him that money because, um, you know, they tried to lure as a way of luring LeBron and getting him there or, or opening up that line of communication to be able to, talk with um your agent who you know rich paul he's an agent for kcp as well uh but no he has been playing well playing very solid but you know trying to make sure i say this right nate you, you know how you know how aggregation you know comes about <laughs> so i'm trying to make sure let me see how i'm gonna say this what was it out was it out there that um was it out that kcp was looking to, to get out of la yeah i think there was that was mentioned earlier because the idea when he wasn't playing as much certainly that there's there okay. a thought that he wanted to go somewhere where he could establish a little bit more value this year um so, okay. so i mean i i, so I could see that, him approving it it's just like i don't know what the lakers are going to get back in that deal that's going to help them more than he's going to help them here no I, I get that but at the same time it's like really what what, what should the lakers be doing right now you know lebron's not in the rush to get back he's going to take his time um you know what we we knew this year was like i said we knew this year was going to be a punt year so that's why i kind of don't get that's why i kind of don't get the carmelo anthony interest yeah. this is not like you know with lebron james i think their ceiling is a fifth or sixth seed with lebron james i'm I, talking about i still think they like, could get so to what's the west the, finals though regardless of what seed they well depending depending on well yeah well, yeah depending on the matchup sure. depending on the seed yeah for sure no for sure you got lebron james in your squad you, and this 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 year you can correct me if i'm wrong or disagree but the, the west right now man like i'm not that's why i said you know i looked at the field that's why I said, like, if Golden State is healthy, I can see them sweeping the conference because yeah. I do, I really don't see I don't I really don't see a worthy opponent out there. I really don't. Yeah. The closest is Houston, maybe you know, maybe, and you know, we've seen we've seen their struggles. You know, they had this season. I don't know. You feel the same way? No, I do. I mean, you just look at there isn't that team like Houston last year, sixty five wins. The Spurs, the two years before that, OKC. There isn't that level of team out there right now. Yeah. And and that's why I think, um, you know, if there are teams, I, I just don't see a move out there, really, though. That's yeah. going to put uh, anybody in the conversation of where they can even threaten Golden State. But there are teams that have to make moves for their own sake. You know, teams like New Orleans. What about uh, Portland? Philadelphia. Portland, I think, is, is one Port, well, Portland, that, that well, Dave Lillard's got to be getting look, a little impatient at this point, right? Well, well, look, well, look, Portland, Portland should have made moves years ago, you know? <laughs> so it's like we want to talk about them again. I mean, it's – they, they, they got hamstrung by that 2016 summer. Oh, yeah. The big deals they gave out to Evan Turner, Alan Crabb, Myers Leonard, Moe Harkless. Am I missing anybody? No, I think I think that's it. Hark, Harkless, I haven't. I didn't mind that contract, but the rest of them were, were pretty tough, yeah. You don't mind a contract, yeah. but Harkless hasn't been productive at all during the tenure of that yeah, contract. But, and he's in and out right now with that um, – Yeah, the knee. That, that, um, the knee injury. Um, and I don't know if that's going to get better. And so, look, man uh, – it's it's already tough. It's it's really tough already to get free agents to come to Portland, and then when you kind of hamstrung yourself salary wise, you, you're not you're not helping anybody out. But no, I mean Damian Lillard. He he's another guy who is um he's fighting. I, I think with Coach Stotts and I, you know Terry Stotts, who I think is one of the best coaches we have in this game. I really do think he squeezed out every drop of productivity he can get out of that team. I, I just think he's done an unbelievable job with that roster. Uh, but I, 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 the only way, Nate, the only way Portland can make any significant move at the deadline, it's going to have to involve CJ. Yeah. And that's, that's Neil's, you know, CJ is Neil's drafty. And I, I just don't know if Neil O'Shea, that is the GM of the Blazers. I, I, I don't know if he's, I don't know if it's, he feels like it, the team is in such dire shape 
to where he has to do, do something like that yeah i mean you know they they the party line was you know we just had a bad matchup we had four bad games last year let's stay the course i mean they are they're gonna make the playoffs again this year and maybe maybe and the, do thing, the thing with that the thing with that that kind of that kind of that was kind of funny to me because we had four bad games against new orleans I think it's kind of like I'm going to trust the team I saw throughout the course of the season. So, okay, you're going to trust the team that you saw when you played, you know, all the weak teams in the (laughs) league, you know, because, you know, the playoffs – teams actually game plan you know they actually strategize and the the game plan last playoff was that they were going to trap dame before he got half court and force others to beat him and that's exactly what happened and nobody else was nobody else was able really to step up and that that just that definitely showed the lack of depth that that team had and it really hasn't been addressed uh i like zach collins he's getting better myers leonard is improving uh you know, they Seth Curry is believed in one of the league leaders in three point shooting, but w- w- they still don't have somebody else where you say, "Okay, I'm gonna take this guy out, go beat me." Even if CJ is able to get twenty, you know, get his twenty five, yeah, that's still not enough for the type of game plan of defense strategy that New Orleans implemented, and that's something that a lot of teams are going to, you know, try to, you know, emulate if they do see Portland in the playoffs. Another team I think is interesting to watch here is Atlanta. Uh, you know, what do you think of them potentially, you know, moving some of their guys, Baysmore, Deadman are, are the two uh, that come to mind for me right away yeah baysmore yeah those those two for sure obviously baysmore um houston has been flirting with baysmore all season long um you know baysmore does want to be in a winning situation he loves atlanta that's the team who gave him the shot gave him the big contract um Deppman is a, is a is a good serviceable big but yeah I, I would expect i would expect baysmore to be moved at some point um you know, I you know I want you know the team the team I'm really like I, you know we touched on a little bit you know is Philly you know Philly is not in a dire need like New Orleans but if you look at the the off season they had when they lost all of their shooters and they really didn't replace any of them I mean they added Wilson Chandler who's a nice three D guy uh, is more of a D guy than a three guy uh, so that when you have a a, a, a back court of you know where Ben Simmons is the point you kind of need a sure. you need spacing out there and uh they haven't they haven't really addressed that and you know Jimmy Butler is still trying to get him acclimated uh, to everything but they they have to make a move they yeah. they need shooting I, I, they they need I, shooting. I think and I think they even need some perimeter defense too I mean like you know McConnell is another guy who just really he's a little slow against the best guys and he can't hit a three either so that, I mean he's part of the rotation he's a good player but you know again the fit issues with, with Simmons uh, are pretty difficult I mean so I mean I've been I've argued that Philly they need to like you know throw in some future first round picks like really be aggressive do you get a sense that it could get to to that level for them yeah I, I do I do because this is a year where you know they they have to they got to show Jimmy Butler as well remember that sure. that this is a team that's going to come up and trying to sell him you know they they gave up a lot to, to get Jimmy and you know they got to sell him on the culture the franchise the direction uh, to convince him to sign to resign but yeah no but I, I disagree uh, Nate on the perimeter defend, defender I think they got one of the best two de- you know perimeter defenders in the league I mean I think right now Ben Simmons is a first team yeah. all, but all more, more player, the bench man. though I mean when you get like Shamit or got Cork you. Moss I got or like you. anytime you you don't have both Simmons and Butler on the court. Reddick is already a liability there, so I think they, they need one more you. guy there. Is kind of more what I was thinking. No, I got you there. That that, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, I think the I think the plan. Well, I got you know I'm not sure, but you know you would like to have one of those guys on the court at all time. But no, definitely I get your point there. How bad was it with, with Butler? Uh, this latest thing with, with him and the friction with Brett Brown. Um. I was told it wasn't that bad, and for reasons that I can't say right now, Nate, you would know. You would know. You you would probably know why. Uh, you know, probably soon after this pod drops. Uh, but no, I, I was told. I I was told it was actually. Um, Speaking up be on behalf of teammates. Okay. Speaking up on behalf of you know what some teammates felt. And Jimmy is the kind of guy that um, he's the kind of guy who doesn't mind um, like taking the heat. 
taking the heat for others. And so that, that's the that's the best way I can put it right now. Okay. Yeah, that, that kind of makes it, sense. To but me. it was yeah. it was it wasn't anything it wasn't anything personal. It wasn't like uh you know he was trying to show up Brett Brown or anything like that. You know, Jimmy's a he's a controversial he's a controversial guy. Yeah. And the way he goes about things kind of can be taken the wrong way. But in, in that case I was told there there was no malice intended. You wrote a piece a little bit ago for Yahoo about Robin Lopez potentially joining the Warriors on the occasion of him being in town here. You talked to him and, you know, he didn't say that specifically, but, you know, kind of made it clear that maybe his time in Chicago has run its course. At that time, he wasn't playing as much either. Now he's going to be starting with Wendell Carter Jr. likely out for the year, it seems like. Um, but he, there's talk that he was going to join the Warriors. I mean, you basically said if he gets bought out, he, he's going to join the Warriors. It is do you want to just talk a little bit about that situation? I mean, they have cousins now, so I wouldn't necessarily see where Lopez is going to play that much other than just as insurance for cousins. But I'll I just let you talk a little bit more about that situation. Well, Golden State still needs it for insurance purposes. You know, even though, you know, this this was something that the Warriors wanted back when cousins um, was out. And obviously, they knew he was he was coming back anytime soon. So cousins didn't have it, you know, didn't. That that doesn't he doesn't play a factor into that. But no, Robin, you know, Golden State is at the top of his list. Um, if he's if he's able to choose his destiny, and uh, you know, remember he has ties to Bob Myers. Um, you know, he was at the same agency, uh, Wasserman, which is that's where Bob was before he left. Uh, Steve Kerr drafted him. You know, at, oh, with the Phoenix yeah, Suns. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, and so there, there's a lot of there's a lot of ties there, and. Um, I know Robin Lopez uh, from my ties. You know, we're, you know, we're both from Fresno, California. So no, they, they're at the top of his list, and he wants to win. You know, it's funny, like, because Robin is the guy. Like going back even to that, um, going back to um, the time where the, the the team almost the Chicago Bulls almost got, got you know, rebelled against Bulls. Oh, oh yeah. wait, wait, is that what you're talking about? Well, they, they got fined no, for I'm, arresting I'm, him last year. No, no, I, I was no, I was talking about just the the rebellion. Uh, they were going to rebel against coach Boylan not oh, going to practice yeah and so it was actually you know Zach Levine you know he was kind of running things and and, and Robert Lopez kind of you know convinced everybody hey look let's um let's at least show up you know I don't think it'd be a good idea if we just don't go yeah. let's just show up and he convinced everybody to do that but you know I was told like you know you know boiling you know having guys doing suicides and <laughs> army style push-ups but I you know everybody was just pissed about it right but I heard Robin was like because you know he wasn't playing at the time he was like shit man I, I need this work this is good for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know I need to get in shape you know so it was just funny how he you know he ended up being the, the, the kind of the uh, the, the guy that held everything together, but he, he wants he wants to he wants to play. He wants to win, man. He he felt like you know he, he feels like he's at the he's still in the prime of his career, and um, you know he feel like he feels like he's done all that was asked of him. You know, in that situation as as, as being a young veteran. Yeah on that team and so uh no that's that's just the way it is right now but chicago you know they want to they want to try to see if they can get a trade that's yeah. that's the smart thing to do that you know they, i think a lot of people looked at phoenix and saw that phoenix buying out tyson Chandler. so is that what, what, what was your when you saw them buy out tyson Chandler so early what was your thoughts fine i mean they, they had rashawn holmes already they traded for him in the summer they wanted him to play chandler is making 15 million he didn't have any trade value the only way he had trade value value is if they were willing to trade him as an expiring contract and take on more bad money but they've been like steadfast that they don't want to do that i don't know why because they don't have any cap space this summer but uh so no it made perfect sense to me that they bought him out this uproar that like oh they should have waited and traded him like he's making 15 million dollars a year like he's not gonna have trade okay robin lopez is around there as well yeah well and that's why i think it's pretty uh, now the bulls may be more willing to take on salary that goes for longer and then maybe they could get an asset and he's an expiring contract they also have jabari parker who could perform that function as well though lopez is probably actually more useful to a a potential contender but yeah if you're not willing to take on money past this season and you know potentially get more of an asset than just robin lopez obviously or 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 by doing that uh then it's there's you're not going to find a deal i mean you're you're not going to trade robin lopez and get back another expiring contract and not have to take out money there just aren't enough of those contracts around got you that makes sense that makes sense 
That's 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 why you that's why you're Nate Duncan, man. You get paid the big bucks because you're able to explain this stuff, you know. Because I'm not an expert in the CBA, you know, you know, you know, salary cap and all those things. But I listen to you. I mean, people don't know I call you a lot. Isn't that right, Nate? Every now and then I call you, pick your brain. Yeah, no, no, it's uh, about some of the stuff. We, we have a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, see, so, so you mentioned Robin. You mentioned this uh, kind of feeling of you know guys are gonna get traded versus get bought out. His agent obviously wants him to not get traded. He wants him to get bought out. Then he can pick his destination. I know you talked to a lot of agents. What can these agents try to do at this point to fix it so the guy doesn't get traded and, and he gets bought out and gets to go where he wants? You know, that's tough. There's, there, there's really not much they can do. You know, it, it, you know, it, it also depends on the agent. You know, if the agent is a high-profile agent that has a lot of clients there, Maybe a team may say, "Okay, well, we got to deal with this guy. We want to stay in the good graces of this agent." Yeah. So let's. Can you remember a time where that's actually worked? Where like they placated the agent and it actually like they got something later? Like, man, I mean, it's happened a lot of times. Off the top of my head, I can't. Rem- I can't just. I mean, I guess you that- could say the LeBron KCP thing. Maybe that's like the, that's one in theory. But I, I happen to think LeBron was probably going to go there regardless of what they did with KCP anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I think so too. We, I mean, we were hearing, you know, I was covering the Cavs for two years, and and I was hearing it. Let me see, second year, yeah. So I left after they won the, um, after they came back from three one and won the championship. Yeah. So that was his the second year, and uh, I left after that. You know, you was hearing L.A. talks then. So yeah, I, I don't, you know, I don't think that played a part. But you know, you know, obviously it allowed for the Lakers to have uh, an open line of communication uh with with the, with the agent for what a year yeah. before that so no, nah, but no, nah, that that type of stuff happens. I can't think of you know, like I said, I can't think of a uh, situation top of my head. But yeah, I, I can't either. To be honest, to me, it seems like oh, we got to placate this guy. It's like how did he really? You know, it was a really yeah. worth it. Um, so uh, you now uh, have ventured into the realm of a uh, podcast hosting. Uh, you know, d- different show that than mine, obviously. But how are you liking it so far? Um, I like it. I like it. I'm 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 experimenting a lot, Nate. Like I'm still trying to figure it out. Um. I, I like the just the organic nature of it, um, where you, it's just a conversation, and you know, it's, you know, it's not a radio. It's not, you know, you, you're you're not all the way buttoned up, and you know, and got a tie on. You know, just, just let loose. At least that's the the format I'm going for in my podcast. Yeah. You, but you it's sit on the couch, so right? Like you kind of like something about just sitting on a couch and leaning back, like just makes you like talk better. I think. Yeah, we we chilling, we chilling, we relaxing, and I, I think that's that's you know that that was why I, I named it posted up. You know, because we just post it up. We chilling. You know, let's let's just talk basketball. You know, it's not it's not a, you know interrogation. You know, there there'll be some times where I'm you know I'm asking some qu- you know some tough questions if if the situation calls for it. But we're just chilling and trying to. I want to give um, fans an opportunity to, to see the players kind of with their guard down and just basically shooting the shit. And I, I think we've been able to do that thus far, but I, I'm learning a lot, man. I'm, I'm learning. I'm trying to, you know, listen to different podcasts and just trying to see what, what, what works, what, what doesn't. So, you know, I've definitely urged people to check it out and, you know, leave me a review critique or whatever and uh, you know i'm you know it's, it's, it's been fun so far though yeah my favorite moment so far is when uh you and De'Aaron fox started talking about uh the the bulls mutiny uh that was, that was pretty oh amusing. man hey I, I was shocked because he was like man let, let coach tell me we're coming to practice after a, a back-to-back and he said I, i'm not showing up <laughs> he said well, and that's and I, fox like, too. he's would... probably like the most like polished like team first dude like he, he's like the, yeah. one of the higher character guys in the league saying that higher character and he's a young guy second yeah. year guy usually guys like that they kind of just roll with the flow right. so basically he was saying okay even zach randolph said all right guys we gotta be there he basically said no nah. I'm not doing that. But I think it just showed that how outside of the norm it is sure. to practice after a back-to-back. You know, they, they, they that's something that you just don't even think about. And, you know, like De'Aaron, he was fun, man. He was really, he was really, really fun. And, and Nate, I don't know when this, your pod dropping with, with this, but, man, I got another real fun one coming up next week, man. All right. uh, it's, 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 it's a pod that's going to be, you remember I did my dinner series is when I was with. um Oh, Damon CJ. Uh, yeah, I remember that for, for ESPN. Yeah, Damon CJ. CJ, yeah, Kevin Durant and Michael Beasley. Uh, so this one is going to be a pod over dinner. Uh, video and audio, man. Oh, my goodness, man. And I have just the player 
to open this up, right. uh, open are, this series back are, up. Are they going to make you that. expand your uh, your eating taste, though? Or are you going <laughs> to? Gonna... I actually, I, 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 well, no. So, well, I'll I tell you this: I, I, I drank wine for the first time. Oh, yeah, because you don't drink at all, really, huh? I don't, I don't drink. Yeah, no, I, so I, I, I drank really wine for the first time. Uh, yeah, I drank wine for the first time because this player is a big wine drinker. Oh, interesting. So he had he had his own wine wine collection. So you know, I'm like, man, sure, all right, let me let me give it a try. You know, so but hey, Nate, that that's going to be really, it's going to be, it's, 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 I think people are going to enjoy that for real. So you mentioned your time at ESPN, and one of the moments that I, I that I most enjoyed uh, of your career to date was you you reported, I think it was July fourth of 2017, pretty early in the day <laughs> that that Gordon Hayward was going to be leaving. He was going to be <laughs> signing with Boston. You felt very confident about it. You had it. Uh, and uh-huh. then, you know, there was some pushback through the agent with Woj also working for ESPN at the time saying, no, 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 no decision has been made. And then, you know, the Players' Tribune thing comes out, uh, which, you know, of course, was written in the four hours between, you know, when Woj said no decision has been made and uh, th- they released it. I mean, so a- as someone who is just I-, I don't really like being bullshitted and I-, I really just appreciate the truth in reporting and like i just don't want like to hear whatever person's spin is and we have to release it in this way and oh i'm getting paid by players tribune so we have to hold this off but like what was that four hours like for you when you knew you had it and yet someone else at your company is saying oh well no 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 decision has been made yet man Nate, that shit sound like a, it seemed like such a long time ago man god it seemed like ages ago man uh you know, I, I, look, you, you, all right, you know, you know, I'm kind of moved on from that, but I'll say, I'll say this. So the four hours, I, I was lucky enough <clears throat> to where I was on a um, plane for probably two and a half hours of that four hour window, whatever that window was. And so I wasn't, you know, I wasn't getting notifications or calls or anything like that. But I will say this, I was on when when I got when I got to I think my because I was in Bristol I was in Bristol Connecticut um, working free agency at the time, and so I, my connecting my connecting stop was in um, Chicago. So when I stopped there, phone blew up, and you know it, it, it was crazy. But I you know I've never said this before. So this this I mean it's not funny. It's funny on depending on who you're uh, who who side of the situation you're on. So it was during that four-hour window. It was like at the tail end of the four-hour window, right? It was right before Gordon had announced his um, thing on the on the Tribune. I'm on the phone with a Utah Jazz executive because they're trying to figure out what's going on. So they're asking me questions. I'm talking. I'm saying, man, look, I'm sticking to this is what this is what it is, you know. So I'm me and me and this person is just talking, just talking, talking. It's a Jazz executive, right? Because they're frustrated over there trying to figure out what's going on. They haven't got a word yet, and so we're just talking and talking, right? And I have made a a point to put the Players Tribune on my instant notification. And because I was told that, you know, it would go down that way. And so I'm on the phone with this jazz exec. Right. And so as soon as I got the a notification, I have no case while I was on the phone, uh, you know, Gordon to, you know, Gordon Hayward of Boston. I just burst out. Hey, Gordon Hayward, he, 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 he confirmed it right now. He confirmed it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so <laughs> I forgot. I was like, oh, shit, my bad, dog. My bad, man. My bad. The, the dude on the phone, he was, he was like, he was like, Chris, really? Like, you really? <laughs> and so I was like, I was like, no, I got to get off with you. I got to get off. My bad. I'm sorry, man. Nothing personal. I'm sorry. But I got to get off. And that's when I tweeted my, uh, my Hulk Hogan image, man, with, with the hand at the ear. <laughs> And so that you know, I was on the phone and like the jazz, like you, he he did not appreciate that. Like it was like I was trying to, I wasn't showing him up or anything like that. But it was like, okay, yeah, finally, you know what I mean? Confirm, you know, take that, yeah. blah blah well, blah. Uh, who, but it who needs wine when you have that kind of a rush, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I had to hang, I had to hang up with them real quick, apologize for my outburst, and then uh. Get, get to my Hogan tweet. Oh, that, that's hilarious. So I, I, I'm glad that you're at Yahoo now and you kind of, you, you've got a, a little more carte blanche to uh, to tell us what's going on. Uh, you know, you talked, you were on Richard Deitch's podcast, which is a great podcast actually if you want to hear more about uh, Chris's career and, and, you know, how he really just built himself up uh, from nothing and, and part of why I really admire what you've done. But so that was, I think that was back in October. Um, 
But, you know, you talked about it, your departure from ESPN and how part of the reason for that, you know, in addition to it being a great opportunity at Yahoo, obviously, is that, you know, they weren't really interested in, you know, moving you to a national role. I mean, did you get a sense for why that was? I mean, you obviously had been breaking national news uh, for quite some time. Well, um, you know, again, you know, I, I've touched on this before, but, you know, I, I'll answer it, Nate. You know, I... They they wanted they wanted somebody on the Warriors. They wanted somebody on the Warriors full time, and um, you know obviously I think they they feel like they had national cover, and so that was just something I wasn't going to do. And you know I'm beyond that, and that was it, it was really an easy decision, really in in that regard. It wasn't much to it, you know. It wasn't about money or anything like that. It was just it's about role, and, uh, and Yahoo gave me an opportunity to 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 be assigned to the role that I, that I wanted to bring in a, a staff of people that I felt comfortable working with, um, you know, you know, give me an opportunity to challenge myself in different ways and, and come up with you know, new ideas and concepts. Uh, you know, so it, it's been great, man. You know, it, it was, um, from that standpoint, man, it, it was an easy decision. It, it really was. And so, uh, and I'm thankful, man, like this, it, 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 the, you know everything that I've been able to do. I'm having fun, having fun doing, man. I think you know I just want to continue to grow in my role and grow into you know the podcast. Right now, this is my pet baby, you know, right right now, and trying to really get this thing off the ground and you know trying to get some people, you know, some really good quality content. And um, so that that's that's really what it's about. Yeah, no, and you, you got a pretty good staff. Vinny, I've always li- liked his work. Sierra is a great feature writer. Uh, so yeah, you, you got a good team together. So it's always nice too to be able to actually like hire some people in this business too with uh you know some of the economic challenges that we've experienced no and i always wanted to because you know you see my the way i came up you always need people to give you a chance and i wanted to give vince a chance to be a national guy because i think he's ready for that role and syrup man i've always been a fan of syrup I, I i've always been a fan of hers man i think she's witty she's insightful and i think already she's one of the best long-form writers we have in the industry and i think she's only like 23 24 something like that man and so i've always been a fan of her so i when when i made the decision to come over so before before i made the decision to come over i called her and i told her i'm like look i'm gonna give you some info because i was like hey i'm deciding on where i'm gonna go but if i go to this spot i'm coming after you I, i told her that i'm coming after you and um, and uh, she was like, okay. And it was kind of weird because she had just like she had just like did a deal with SB Nation. Like she wasn't there that long. And I was like, just just when I come after you, just please give me an opportunity to talk. Like sell sell this. Yeah. And she said she said she would. And you know the rest is history. So I, I'm glad the team we got in Keith Smith, man. Uh, you know, great salary cap guy. Uh, my my front office executive insider. Um, he's based in Orlando, man. He's been a really good addition to the team. And so, you know, I think we're, we're looking, you know, who, uh, we're looking to do some more things and, uh, in the coming year, and you know, Johnny Ludden, Sarah Crennan and Joe Garza, they've been unbelievable to, to work for and, you know, just pick their brain. And so it's been, it's been great, man. It's great. You know, when you don't have a lot of different people with their hands in, you know, it's, it's kind of small group is, 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 it's really good to work for. All right, man. Well, uh, so last question here before we go. Uh, give me your one player you think is the most likely to be traded between now and the deadline. Well, let's let's go to let's go to safe one. Let let's go with um, Kent Bazemore, the Atlanta Hawks, yeah. because they're going. You know, they're clearly going in a different direction, and there's a lot of teams that who can use his services. Uh, he's a He's a better shooter than you know than he has been in his early years, so you can consider him a three D guy. And Houston, they're they're in a situation. And, and look, I, I'll say this, Nate. I applaud Daryl Moore. I, I really do. I, and the reason I do because there it's so easy in this era during Golden State's reign of you know just saying, hey man, we we just gonna pack it in. Let's wait till that dynasty subsides and then we'll move. Like he's trying to go ahead head to head with like he's trying to go all in them so i applaud they for you know the moves he's made the the um the risk he's taken you know even with, with carmelo i i do think it was a bummer uh to lose trevor reza and uh amute from, from last year and i think that's that's 
one one of the biggest reasons why they're not at the you know same level that they were last year. But uh, I, I just applaud him, man, for just do you know just being aggressive during this run. And and you know he's one of he's one of the GMs that's definitely one of the most active, one of the most aggressive. And you know I definitely think Houston's going to make a move right here. And yeah. like I said, they've been linked to Kent for a while. So I'll put Kent. I'll put Ken at Kent as the one that's likely to be moved. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the conception would be Houston. You know, a pick. Their their pick's going to be a little more valuable. Maybe you know, maybe they'll try and put some protection on it uh, this year. You know, make it like top twenty protected or something. But you know, their pick and Knight. So it'd be you know another fifteen million of Knight's salary, which wouldn't be you know that's not very good money. Obviously, that Atlanta be taking on plus Baysmore for that pick. You know, that's that seems like kind of something that might make sense. There. There, that, that kind of a yeah. option yeah no I, I think so you, you know they, they, i just pop but nate I, i'll say this nate you, you've you've hosted a lot of podcasts man i've always always a pleasure coming on with you man you, you've gotten better and better with age and time i i'm just i'm just i'm just sad i can't say that about your body because your body is aging <laughs> and breaking down Hey, and, I can um, still dunk. I got my, uh, I, I got a. Uh, I, I've seen it, but you know what? So I saw, I saw you dunk. I saw a video you posted a couple months ago. I can't remember what platform that was, Twitter, yeah, Gram, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it was Instagram, yeah. But you dunked it, and then I, I, <laughs> I almost hurt for you because I see the way you came down. And I, I, I said, ouch for you. It was like, that, that looked like a lot of weight that came down right there. That was, you know, I, it, it didn't look pleasant. So I, I, I just asked you, look, you proved to me, you've shown me that you can still dunk. I, I would limit those if you can. I <laughs> yeah, would limit one, those. One per forward. year. One per year. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was, uh, it, it's, it's funny too. Cause like I, I'm still like pretty thin. So I get out there and people think like, oh yeah, you know, this guy, like I look kind of young. So they are just like, oh, I could just, you know, if you're just in a pickup game, like, yeah, I'll throw this guy in alley oop. And it's like, I almost just have to announce before the game. Like I look kind of young. I can't jump anymore. Like, don't throw this to me. There's no way I'm getting oh, this. Are you crazy? There's no, no way. You crazy. No, I, I, no, when you get a certain age, when you, when you hit the floor, you, know, you do got to make those announcements pregame. Be like, hey, you know what? Uh, I'll guard this guy right here. You know, I'll, you know, just give him your strength and weakness from the beginning because you don't want, <laughs> you know, you mess around and get hurt. Young folks trying to go out there and throw yeah. lives and try. No, and, and, so I, I feel you on that. And, and also, I just I'll be jogging for the first half of the game. Like, what, once the game gets to seven and, and we're going, to 11 like then then i'll actually like i'll be warmed up enough to like actually start trying right like otherwise i'm just yeah. gonna pull something at this, at this point no i hear you and we can't afford that right now yeah we, we can't afford that let's <laughs> get the pride out of it understand understand your strengths understand your weaknesses and go out there and try to execute but don't don't, don't get out there trying to don't get out there trying to run with the yeah. young boys now nah, well we we got to get out there again uh, uh watching the chris haynes uh contested long two factory in action is always uh <laughs> Always something I enjoy. My, my Carmelo game. My Carmelo game. <laughs> <laughs> that's me, baby. It's got me this far, Nate. It's got me this far. That's why. That's why. That's why I feel Carmelo, man. Why am I gonna change my game, man? It's taking me this far. Yeah, why? Why I gotta true. alter yeah, it, man? When we play, y'all need to alter the, the twice a year that we play now. Yeah, well, uh, it's great. All right, man. Well, this is, this is awesome. I'm sorry I kept you a little, little bit longer, but uh, always no, you good. It's a pleasure, and I'll uh, I'll see you next week uh, at the game. And yeah, check check out that podcast. It's definitely a different format from ours, but I mean, probably the best way that I know of really to get to know uh, some of these players in. in environment that's a, a little bit more relaxed so it's a good show the posting up podcast uh, check that out so thanks again man. i appreciate it thanks Nate. you take care of my guy at bet365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every goal every game every point every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bet365 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.